Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Monday, May 8th. We are here live. It is a free-for-all today. We have no guest. We have no theme. Anything goes today. It's a kind of ask-me-anything day. Phone lines are open. Jump in and join us, 855-950-3835. Hmm. An echo. Morgan, are you hearing the echo on my voice? Check, and we seem to have an echo somewhere. I don't see anything on my end, audio-wise. We're still working through different setups and testing things. Uh, all right, maybe I know what happened. Hold on one second. Yep. Thanks, Morgan. I wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have figured that out. The um, again, it's the Bluetooth on the phone that keeps grabbing the signal. So thank you for that. All right. Uh, that should sound a little better now. Shouldn't sound like uh, I'm in the bathroom anymore. Jump in and join us. Phone lines are open 855-950-3835. I have a bunch of stuff I could talk about, but uh, I'd rather see what's on your mind today. I'll give you a, uh, a garden update while we're waiting for calls to come in. Then I'll give you some updates on uh, what we've got going on this week. Well, I'll start with that. Wednesday, big, big day on Destination Health. So, you know, we've worked with a lot of functional medicine, doctors, practitioners, chiropractors. We are functional medicine nutritionists. Uh, but there's one area that I've really wanted to bring somebody in on and... Um, Lisa did an awesome job and found somebody. She is a, well, I don't know how we should describe her. Um, I'll go look at her titles. She is a, we'll, we'll call her a functional dentist right now, although she's not a dentist. Uh, I believe she's a nurse though. She might be a registered nurse. I know she has a medical background, but just like we've seen natural practitioners that aren't doctors really, really help people get healthy far better than doctors. That's kind of how I feel about her with dental work. She has done an amazing job of figuring out what we really need to do uh, for our dental health. And she's got a whole line of products and, and techniques and really incredible stuff. Lisa and I have been using it uh, for a while now, quite a while with great results. Uh, it really, really makes sense. So we will be uh, talking about that on Wednesday and releasing an entire new line of um, very, very natural, healthy dental products. Everything from toothbrushes to tongue scrapers to tooth powders to gum oils, really cool stuff. Even some red light therapy for our mouth. Interesting stuff. All right, uh, what else? So I've talked about this quite a bit. It's being talked about a lot everywhere else, but there, we are going to be talking about this topic for a long, long time, and it is going to affect every aspect of our life. What I'm talking about is AI. Here's what I would tell you if you know somebody who is worried about their job right now, either because of the economy, there's a lot of layoffs right now and, and things are slowing down, or maybe they're worried they could lose their job to AI. Here's what I see happening. AI is 
For one, it's going to be very confusing. It's hard to get our head around what this really is. People have gone and played around with ChatGPT, and it's fun, but ChatGPT and these AI-type generators, I'm also going to start playing around with Google Bard, I think it's called, if I can get in on that. There's a wait list on that one. Um, I've played around with some uh, image generators, some music generators that are AI-driven. The, the thing to, to know here is that the, there's going to be, there, there's power in these systems, but it requires, it requires you to know how to use it. Now, anybody could go in and start talking to it and ask it questions. You're going to get some, you might get some accurate results. You're going to get some goofy results. If you understand how to use this for specific purposes, then it's going to be very powerful. I, I can see a lot of companies right now being able to replace 10 people in, in lots of different jobs, 10, you know, maybe even 10 different jobs, replace 10 people with one expert on AI. That's somebody who has really learned how to use AI for very specific things. That's where the power is going to be. I, I, I'm also, I think you're going to see a lot of new apps because of AI. AI opens up a lot of new possibilities on apps where you'll be able to build apps that do specific things very quickly if you have that knowledge to be able to do that. So AI is going to be very powerful for a lot of good things. For right now, I'm just trying to ignore the bad stuff of AI. I believe that AI is the end of civilization as we know it and not necessarily in a good way. So why am I talking about it? Why am I? Oh, and, and to go back, I'm not sure if I finished the thought. If you know anybody that's about to lose their job or worried about it, tell them to go start studying AI. There are courses online already. The courses were probably created by AI. The course that's going to teach you AI was probably created by AI. Uh, as, a, as a potential job, there's a, a ton of opportunity here. So, like I said, I, I, if I could, if I ruled the world and I could wave my magic wand, I would make AI just disappear forever. I, I don't think we'll ever be ready for this. I, I really think it's a bad thing, but it's coming. And if you're in business, you're, you're going to have to pay attention to how businesses are going to use this to stay competitive. So it is my new project now to start really learning how AI works, what the power of it is and what, uh, what the potential downfalls could be, what the potential benefits are and how our tribe is going to be able to benefit from this. All right, I'm gonna to get to the phone calls. If you wanna talk about AI, we can. You can talk about anything you want today. Oh, I think I started a garden update. I'm kind of all over the board this morning. Uh, I had a great weekend, did almost uh, 35,000 steps over the weekend in the garden. I have, it's only the first week in May and I have more plants in the ground right now than I have ever had ever in the garden at one time. And I probably have another, I don't know, thousand or 1500 plants in the trailer, the greenhouse, maybe even more. I I'm just a huge head start on the garden this year. I'm really excited about it, but uh, 
I put most of all last week. I, I would do the show, and then as soon as I got off the show, I'd be out in the garden every day, and I've really, I've expanded. I have uh, four new raised beds. Uh, I've got some arches and trellises coming today. Uh, I expanded out into some new land and grew the garden again. So uh, I'm excited about that, and it looks like a beautiful day today. So I think after the show today, I'll, I'll spend a couple hours on AI, and then I'll get out in the garden some more. Let's get to some phone calls. Jump in and join us. Ask me anything today. Let's go to South Carolina to get started. Terrence, welcome to the program. How's it going, Kev? I, I, before I talk about what I called about, really, I was out this weekend um, in the garden. Well, I remember you mentioned about those uh, fabric pots. Yeah. So I put a bunch of those. Out. Those things are amazing. Isn't that amazing. awesome? And like you said, I mean, I could drag it. You know, if I don't have to feel like lifting it, if I don't want to lift it, you could slide it, and it's just if anybody wants to do something on a patio, a porch, or anything like that, they're amazing. And, and they were, I got them on the big A, my Amazon. Yeah. It's 20 bucks for five of them. Yeah, it's awesome. So I put like some, yeah. But, um, and so anyway, so I for, followed the Kevin Rutherford school of, go ahead. Yeah, for my bigger, I forget what size they are, 30 gallon maybe. I don't know. They're kind of big. They're a little hard to drag around or carry. Uh, so I got um, plant coasters like they're round with wheels on the bottom of them and i you just lift it up stick it on that and i can roll them around right yeah i think i'm gonna do that too but i got i have a pat um pavers on there so they're kind of oh, rigid, yeah. but it'll still roll better than dragging it yeah you know right. i'll have to see if i get one with good enough wheels but anyway so i followed you know what you do i mean i had bad feet and i um went out in the garden i didn't wear any shoes no socks obviously walking around in the grass and all that and I, I looked down at my feet and I'm like, they're all purple. <laughs> what? Like the bottom of them. So I'm like, what is this? I couldn't, I, I, it was amazing. Uh, so, um, huh. but anyway, so I, I was, uh, I've been looking for a, uh, generator and you mentioned the, 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 the Yeti 6,000, the solar one. Right. So I've been looking for them and, and they've been out of stock. I wanted to get put in the house with the battery storage. So I keep, every time I look, I keep looking, looking, finally came up. So anyway, they had on there uh, called called Government X. It's like a that you, you you put it in there. You, if you're a first responder, military, all that, oh, put all yeah. your credentials in there. It, it's but, Gov. Yeah, it's Gov. Nineteen hundred and seventy five dollars. Your Gov X. Yeah. No way. I said nineteen hundred and seventy. Yes, Kevin. I'm, really? When I first looked at the Yeti, I, when I first looked at that Yeti thing, I want I wanted the. the thousand uh ten thousand forty or four hundred uh hour one so i bought the bigger one and it was at that time it was like ten thousand almost eleven thousand for everything so they have the breaker panel right but i couldn't get it i went on there this time and it was about the same maybe like a hundred dollars less for some reason which was cool and then i put that in my fiance is an er nurse so we put all her credentials in they sent us a, an email with a code Popped the code in, it dropped it, uh, like I said, 19,700, wow. yep. That's so incredible. Anybody out there that has somebody like that, use it. So I want everyone to be able to reap that benefit, because I was shocked. Yeah, that's awesome. So, that's all I got. I'll let someone else get in there. So use it. Gov, it's GovX, I think. It's yeah, called, I right? think I, I've seen commercials. I think that's what you might be talking about. I think it was GovX.com. 
Yep, and, and it's actually like if you go on Yeti, I mean, uh, on the Gold Zero, it has it. It offers it to you, to, you know, to, to supply it. So, it, I mean, and have all different things. You can shop different different places use it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to sign up. I, I've seen it, and I kept meaning to yeah, do so, it I mean, to go <laughs> check it out, and I just didn't get around to it, so I'm glad. Uh, so here are the, it asks yeah. you, what's your background? U.S. military, U.S. military family, law enforcement, fire, medical services, government employee, or education. Yep. Wow. And you just like, she had this, we took a picture of a badge, a picture of a driver's license, and that was it. They, and uh, I think, I, I don't think they asked for her uh, RN card. No, just a picture of a badge and a driver's license. And they were able to verify right. that she worked there and... Neat. Amazing. Yeah, my so guess is I'm, uh, I'm doing it right now. My guess is at some point, it, since I'm doing military, it's just going to ask me for my DD-214. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I never, like I said, it, it wasn't hard at all. You just, you know, you upload a picture, then you just put it in there and send it to them and they send you an email confirming it and that's it. Very cool. Well, thank you for, oh, for uh, bringing cool. this that's up. Else you're welcome, man. All right. Absolutely, man. We got, you know, if you, people that serve the, the country, man, they deserve it, you know. It's they awesome. really do. So. Yeah, great stuff. Take advantage Thanks for of that. It. All right, take care. All right, uh, phone lines are open. Normally, once the calls start, they uh, flood in. Jump in and join us. It's uh, free for all today. Anything goes. 855 so I had a bunch of trucking topics. I'm just not sure if I want to get into them right now. Uh, a couple of them I want to work on. Most of it is is not good news. Some of it is. Uh, if you remembered for about the last almost a year now, actually a little more than that, every time somebody called and said they were buying a truck, I told them to wait. If they could possibly wait, wait. If you look at the prices now, holy cow. Some of the prices I'm, I'm looking at are down, oh, I'll bet 40%. Significant drops in price on trucks, even newer models. I'm seeing, you know, 2018, I guess that's five years old now, but they're down into the 60,000 range now where they belong. That, that's what, and, and I have a feeling they might go lower. The, uh, the rates I've been following and the tender, outbound tender rejections and the uh, capacity index, the capacity is finally starting to drop. And that's what we need, but I don't think it's dropping anywhere near fast enough right now. So we'll keep an eye on it, but uh, I, I'm seeing, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. If we look back in history, OIDA, um, by far the largest and, and most popular of the owner-operator groups that have existed. There have been a bunch of others, kind of OIDA lookalikes. There are a couple out there that are pretty decent. Um, NAIT still around. They're not too bad when it comes to an association. Um, oh, I just drew a blank on... Uh, uh, National Association of Small Trucking, NASTIC. That's the one. NASTIC um, is a good one. 
OIDA came out of the original fuel crisis in the 70s. That's when OIDA got started and grew obviously big. I don't know, last time I checked in this several years ago, there were 170 some thousand. I have no idea what they are today. But they they started because of kind of a crisis, really tough times in the industry. There are a couple of new groups starting right now. Uh, I can never remember too many acronyms and let me go see if I can find those. Um, there's one I've kind of been following a little on Twitter. I've had some discussions with them. Um, oh, I can't find the name of their group right now. They are really, really pushing hard for the um, the broker transparency issue right now and broker fraud. You know, we, we really, really need to separate those two, in my opinion. Those are two totally different issues. Broker fraud, what we're talking about really is true double brokering, not co-brokering, true double brokering, which is illegal and hurts everybody in the industry. I absolutely agree we need to do something about double brokering. And part of the problem, the, the load boards need to do a lot to fix it on their end. That's where a lot of it's going to have to come from. Um, but the idea of broker transparency, I'm not at all in favor of. And yet those two seem to be talked about a lot as though they are one and the same, and they're really not. So I will, uh, I'll keep you updated on that. I don't know if something's wrong with our phones. We actually have no calls coming in, and that's really odd. Somebody call me just to, to prove that our phones work, uh, or actually call with a question or something you want to talk about. I've got lots of directions I could go, but I don't really want to get started on them because some of these topics were shows I'm working on for the rest of the week. I really thought that today, lately, Mondays have just been swamped with calls, so I didn't prepare a whole lot for today. And I am holding true to uh, taking a break. Oh, good. Calls are coming in. There we go. There we go. Phone lines are working just fine. You guys were just sitting back listening. Um, so jump in and join us. It is a free for all. Uh, I have been pretty strict about um, really, really minimizing the news. I, I'm taking a break from the news. Uh, there's always a lot going on. It's always frustrating. So uh, it just means sometimes I may not have as much prepared for the show. Uh, I did not read or watch really any news all weekend at all. I had no idea what was going on. I do see, saw this morning, there's another big mass shooting in Texas somewhere. Um, it really, the same old stuff, you know, you take time off from the news, you come back, it looks just like it did anyway. Let's, uh, let's get to the phone calls because they are coming in hot and heavy here. We're going to get started north of the border. Ron, welcome. Morning. Just wanted to let you know your phone is working. It is. Thank you. Uh, wanted to know when do I need to put a cure if I'm smoking meats, making my own meat sticks? When do you need to put in what? Like a, a meat cure. I don't know. You know, there aren't many few food questions that I say that to. I've never made meat sticks. I don't understand. I don't know okay. that process at all. I, I should learn it though. Cause it would, I don't know why I don't make my own. I make my own jerky but not, not meat sticks. 
Okay, years ago I bought a uh, Cabela's, um, looks like a caulking gun, but it's for making your own. <laughs> yeah, I, I should. I, I, that, I just, I, I never, never got around to using it and I've got a smoker now, so. It, you know, I keep, I've got, it's on my list somewhere with all my lists of, I, I want to take up sausage making and this would kind of go along with that. There's some similarities and some of the equipment's the same. That is on my list of, my next kind of food project that I want to tackle. I want to make sausage and beef sticks. So maybe, maybe okay. this summer I'll do that. And then uh, I asked a question on a Thursday before a four day long weekend. So it's kind of my fault. I didn't get a reply, but um, a little bit of white showing like I can my own brisket. Okay. There's just a little bit of white above the fat layer. And I just didn't know if that was mold or, but so I have never seen mold in a sealed jar ever. So okay. I, I, I kind of doubt that it's mold. If that jar is sealed, I, I've never seen mold ever on, on meat canning. Okay. Is there a reason why I, we don't say now um, I, I will, water bath canning anymore? I, I will say, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. I will say this, a lot of stuff that I can especially like ground meat because the texture on the top, you get that white funky looking layer, but that is just the fat. It, it's just because I think of the way it settles. Ground meat does it more than anything, but I, I think I understand what you're talking about. And I've seen that before too. I'm opening it up and I'm like, oh my God, that's mold. And it's absolutely not. Now, why do we not say water bath canning? In the United States, if you do any kind of research at all, the FDA, the food safety, any of that stuff from the government or even from the canning industry, they will tell you that it's not safe to water bath can meat. We're the only country in the world that believes that. Everybody else in the world water bath cans meat. The only reason I don't I, I, because I, I bought the pressure canner and I'm glad I have it. Uh, it it's just that keeping that temperature going for three hours. I mean, if you're going to water bath meat, it's three hours. To pressure can, it's uh, 75 minutes in pints. So it, it's less than half the time. Now, you do have a little bit more time in a pressure canner getting it up to temp, but I don't have to be there while that's happening and then letting it cool down. But again, I don't have to be there. I can be doing other things. That three-hour water bath, you gotta gotta babysit the whole time. So, if you don't have a pressure canner, you can absolutely start water bath canning meat and complete meals. It's just it's a three-hour process if there's any meat in there at all. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to make sure nothing changed because we used to or used to be said quite a bit. Yeah, it water bath is traditionally for, um, you know, high acid foods are really, really safe in water bath, tomato sauces, things like that, or jellies with high sugar. Those are also really safe. But at meat, if you read, if you go, you know, to a search here in the U.S., they will swear that you can't water bath can that stuff. Yeah, no, I've been doing it ever since the show brought it up to, to light and good, good it works great camping in the truck for at work it, for all kinds of situations it, so i i swear it's a game changer i we eat so much meat out of a jar now it's incredible 
I mean, I have developed recipes just for the stuff that I can, the meat, because it's so convenient. Yeah, I have to start doing more, or, yeah, start doing some meals. All I do is just straight soups. Yeah, meals are good. Soups, stews, chilies, stuff like that. Awesome. Do it ahead of time. You control the ingredients. You control the recipe. Let's go to Arizona. Brandy, welcome to the program. Thank you, Kevin. Um, you know, sometimes when you want to call back on, on the same topic, I feel like it might be a carnival. You know, here's your dollar. I want to try again. I think I can win this time. Okay, so, got it. <laughs> yeah, so I sent you an email regarding um, what we talked about on Thursday. I, I get the feeling that you didn't hear it right, and I don't know if you've received it. Um, and then I want to, so if you have, or if you haven't, I want to say why, why okay. won't this work? Okay. Cause if you, because if you say it one way, then you didn't hear me of what I believed was my idea. Got it. You, okay. You went off into a direction that seemed to suggest that management change that would change everything. That wasn't the idea. And that's why so, I'm so calling. Hold- yeah, start, to re- start over, start over and we'll try it again. Okay. All right. So my idea, so the, the email I sent you has two pictures of J.R. Keller's posters that were posted in the driver's room. They're just information. If you're sitting in the couch, you're watching TV, it's like, what's on the wall? Let me take a look at it. So my idea is the picture of like, like your website your, or not your, the app. It has a picture of you, and it has, you know, some of the subjects. What if you had a picture of yourself, a picture of Lauren, and the list of the things that you help with the destination house? This will draw people's attention so, to you. Okay, so let, let as, me, as, let me let, well, uh, hold on. Let me stop you there before we, you get too excited yeah. and too wound up. And I, I think <laughs> I'm going to go right where I went before, and I have experience. So you're... You're trying to tweak the technique. Well, what if we did this picture or that poster? What I'm saying, I don't want to work with fleets. So let's start with that. Forget all the techniques, the pictures, the posters, whatever it might say or do or be. Forget that for a second. I don't want to work with fleets. Now, where do we go? I understand that. Okay, but this is a grassroots thing. This is not no, something it's not. I'm going to go it, it, to the but boss. But you don't, you, you're not Why? understanding me because I've done this before and I know how frustrating it is. I know you for, have. That's what I'm telling you. I'm not you willing have. to do it again. It was a colossal waste of time. To. Yes, I am. How, how can I not? But you're not go- no, no, you wouldn't be involved. The only part you would be... The only part you're actually going to be involved in this idea is making a poster. No, it isn't. driver Who, that actually wants it, to invest in. Look, I, here's how this why? happens. I tried this. Okay, I'm going to answer you why. The driver walks in, says, hey, you got to talk to this guy because he's amazing. Look what he did for me. I no. have to talk to it. I, I will. T- the fleet will not do it. They will want to contact me. There, there's the, that's how it's going to work. And even if it's one out of five that want to contact me, that's too much of a hassle for me right now. It's way too much time out of my day. I do not want to deal with these people. Couldn't the driver that, that wants to invest 
basically asked about, I'd like to hang this poster up. Brandy, you don't have Brandy, to agree with it or not. Say, it's just stop, basically stop advertisement. Again. Well, wait a minute. The fleet has to agree with it. They're not going to put something up that they don't agree with. Why would they? Why would they hang something in their workplace that they don't support? We'll stop there. Even if that doesn't matter. I'm going to have to spend way too much time with the drivers on this idea. I don't want, I don't have time for that right now. It's not how I work. I don't work well with, I I don't play well with others. Most of my work that I do, about 95% (laughs) of it is me and me alone. And then I hand it off to the team and they take it and I'm usually not involved anymore. I am telling you, your idea would create way too much phone time with the person and the fleet. I I don't think so. Well, um, you're wrong. The reason why... And I have, pure, I I have the up. experience to I, prove you're wrong. I've done it already. I've tried yeah, but you this. Do, I know you have, but she, but she went through mechanic. I think, I think your angle is health. And the reason why I even say that is because my boss asked me, who are you? What do they offer? So that's, that's an inquiry. So if they're inquiring... I don't want I their inquiry. I don't want to work with them. That's my point. I know I can get inquiries. Well, you, I know I can get them. I don't want them. How are, you, how are you going to expand your business? Fleets aren't the only how are you place that... get outreach I, I, without grassroots? Well, I can do grassroots all day long on social media. That's grassroots. I, I don't need yeah, a fleet to yeah. get to a driver. What about the drivers? That's how I get to the what drivers. About the drivers that listen to you that are that are passionate or the, your testimonials of the drivers that well, have well, been well, helped by you. Well, spread it all That's, you want. Don't call me for a poster, though. <laughs> well, how about business cards? It's like something that we can basically but, but, uh, give look, out. Brandy, I agree. Like, uh, uh, hold on. Hold, hold on. I agreed to that with you. I said we'll put together stuff that you can hand to individual drivers. I don't want it going to fleets. Because yeah. I don't want the fleets calling me. So yes, we no, will. We will. Then, we'll, know, we're going to. We've got ideas for stickers and maybe even large size graphics that somebody could put on the back of their trailer. Handouts of some kind, maybe even an affiliate program where we might pay people for this. All that's in the works, targeted directly to individual drivers. When I try to shut you down, it's because you want to involve the fleet and I don't want them involved. Okay. So it's sort of inspired because of that meeting that we had, that the, the way the questions and, and, the, and the false information that was given out to basically get people's eyes and minds on the Destination Health Show uh, program. But um, when you say, you know, I listen to commercials, too, about people who are trying to lose weight and it takes weeks and months, and, you know, for a few pounds. And here you see hundreds of pounds and great testimonials as if only they knew of what was available to them. And that's why I'm so passionate about it, because... Hey. Well, there's two things. There's two there's things. Hold, hold on. I, absolutely. But there's two parts here. You said if only they knew. That's not enough. They have to believe. That's the hard part. But and and the reason. The, the, listening no, is believing. It, correct. If you listen long enough. And that's not easy. So, yeah, I we, we need to get their ears here so they can hear it. But just knowing this is not enough because look at all the diets over the last five decades that have all failed. 
And that pattern is so clear to people. People are just fed up, no pun intended, with being told what to eat. This is actually getting harder, not easier. And then, it, it's getting harder with the split yeah. between vegans and carnivores. And, and, and people are just weary of being told what to eat and then finding out it doesn't work anyway, which has been their experience over and over and over. On your show Wednesday that you had called for keto callers, but I think a lot of your drivers are probably going carnivore. I've been trying to dabble in it, and it's like, I, I like it. So I, I'm and, really uh, kind of settling on, somebody else that, on on what we would... I, I Here's another one, though. I hate making up new words all the time, you know, but sometimes we need to. I, I'm really thinking the diet that I eat would be better described as ketovore. It's it's not carnivore because I don't eat just meat. Carnivore would mean only eating animal products. And, and I don't. I eat other foods. I don't eat lean protein. I tend to eat fatty protein. So I am I eat the way I eat to be in ketosis. So it is a ketogenic diet and it's nutrient dense and it's mostly animal based. I, I so what do we call that? And again, I hate making up new words all the time, but I, I think we need a term. And ketovore is the one I've heard that probably comes the closest. Yeah, and then you know, just trying to find your app in the app store and um, making sure you get the right one and making sure you do all that. That's kind of why I thought all that information being available in one place, even when you're not there, but okay. That's called a website. Let's see. What was, yeah, well, but to get, to get the app on your phone so you can listen to your show, that's, that would be my idea. So once they start to listen to your show, then they start to get the idea of why I'm so passionate about it. But um, I appreciate the support. I appreciate the ideas. I do, but I will push back twice as hard when it comes to the fleets. Now, At some point, this could always change. There may come a time where I say, look, we've kind of tapped out social media. I don't have a lot of big projects that I'm working on. Maybe I'll dabble in the fleet thing or maybe not. I don't know, but it's a possibility in the future. But I understand how much work and time it would be. And I don't want to deal with that right now. So if I did it, you wouldn't appreciate it. As long as you don't involve. If I went. If the fleet calls me, I'm going to tell them, Brandy's got a handle on this deal with her. And I'm going to hang up on them. Okay. You can do whatever you want. Okay. If they call me, I may hang up on them. Right. Well, I want your approval. I don't necessarily want to go behind your back. Uh, you're not going behind my back. Listen okay. to what I just said. You can do this. If they call yeah, me I and I hang up on them. That, that might reflect on you, so I'm just warning you. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Other than the I, AI thing, we have a, we, they, build a, they build an Amazon plant, and they were going to hire 1,400 employees, and they told it was all going to be computer, so the city was sort it, of duped. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that because business, uh, you know, I, I'm – I'm very familiar with that here in our small town. I'm uh, actually, I just had a long conversation yesterday. I was on city council at one point and I gave it up because it was so frustrating 
because the city, the town itself has no money. So you can't do anything. It's just, it made me crazy because a meeting every two weeks and we did nothing the whole time I was in office. So I, I, I just total waste of time. What we also have here in town, though, is we have a port commission. So the original town of Cascade Locks was a lock to get around the rapids in the Columbia River. Well, when they dammed it and flooded the rapids, the lock here in Cascade was no longer necessary. But the, the town was founded as a port on the river. So our port commission, which is kind of a pseudo government agency, owns most of the property in the town. Um, they've got a building for sale right now for six and a half million dollars. Nope. So yesterday I was just asked if, if I would in- consider being a port commissioner. And I might. I don't know. If you're interested in the information of that story, it's Scott County. They built this really large Amazon plant. They were going to put 1,400 employees, and then they reneged on when they were going to open, and then they said, opening it up next year, but the building is empty. And I think they're just basically setting up robots inside. So it, it, it's crazy to me, again, how powerful AI can be, not... Not the everyday uses that you're going to see people use it for. Most people are going to use, they're already doing it. You can see the pattern. They're using this like they used Google or a search engine, which is fine. It's a really, really powerful search engine. But for people with specialized knowledge already, the amount of work that this saves. So a programmer, for example, Like, I know absolutely nothing about coding, even though I wrote the original version of Profit Gages, programmed it myself, um, I used a database program to do it. So I didn't do any coding. I, I was able to build an application, but I didn't have to code it. I didn't have to write the code myself. But I've again, I'm really doing a a deep dive into AI. I was able to create a web page with a VAT calculator, a value added tax calculator. And I did it. The page is designed, the calculator is functioning, it works, and it works correctly in about three minutes. There's three different kinds of coding needed. To create a web page like that, you have to know how to code HTML, you have to know how to code CSS for the style, and you have to know how to code JavaScript for the calculator. And I know none of that. And I was able to create a page in about three minutes. And it worked. Foreign language, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. the thing. Okay. I, 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 I barely know what I'm talking about when it comes to creating a web page. That, that's why Aaron, you know, is a business partner, because I knew we needed somebody that was very strong in programming and web. And that's why Aaron's a partner. That's why he's an owner. So I know almost nothing about that stuff. But what I'm learning is how to use chat GPT or these AI models. And when you learn how to use them, that's when they become really powerful. And like I say, companies will be replacing right. 10 to 15 people with one person who's really good at AI. 
I agree. And being good at AI is something that's going to, to be a long, long process. Like you get in, you learn what it's capable of now, and it's capable of more things every single day. So it's hard to get your head around. And I think that's, that's, I um, that's, that's all I need. That's what, uh, most people, like I said, they're going to use this like a search engine. And you know what? It's a really powerful search engine, but there's so much more power behind it. And it's just hard to get your head around that. Let's go to Detroit. Robert, welcome to the program. Hold on. Okay, there we go. Uh, hello, Kevin. I was calling you today. My company partners with a, uh, a company called Berta to help get my diabetes under control. I mean, I know you do. I listen to you, but um, they have the same kind of thinking you do. I am. I'm very familiar with Verda. In fact, we have had the founder of Verda on the show twice, Sami Inkinen. He's been on with me twice. It's been a couple of years since we had him on, Uh, but I'm very familiar with Verda. Excellent company. We had originally talked to this ties into my last call with Brandy. Um, We had originally talked with Verda about working with them but they have the opposite model of what we want to do. We want, we primarily work with individuals directly. Verda wanted to work with fleets that that's their, and it's not just fleets in trucking that they work with. Verda works with any corporation, but their model is to work at the company and corporate level. And that's why we, we we're not doing anything directly with them, but uh, it's a great program. Okay. That, that's what I was curious of was what you thought, because they haven't accepted it yet or whatever, or finished, finalized my, my application, but everything I've read on the, on the internet. So it, it, here's it in line with high, yeah, high fat. Uh, uh, it is a ketogenic approach. Absolutely. No doubt about it. So if you want yeah. to, if you want to watch a really interesting documentary and it's about the founder of Verda, Sami Inkinen, have you ever heard me talk about him at all? Okay, so you've heard me. The the documentary is called um, Serial Killers 2. There was a Serial Killers 1, and it's cereal spelled like breakfast cereal. Okay, I'll look that up. So Uh, in it... The other one that it linked me to when I was watching their stuff... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, when I was watching their their introduction to them, they, they had Jason Fung, and I know you've definitely mentioned his name. Absolutely, yeah. So in the documentaries, really interesting story. Sami Inkinen, what a, just an amazing guy. He's from Finland or Sweden or one of those Nordic countries. Uh, and he, I believe he's trained as like a nuclear physicist or some crazy uh, scientific thing. He was one of the original founders of the real estate company Trulia. Uh, made about a gazillion dollars on that one. And um, he was also a world-class, world champion triathlete, multiple championships. And yet in his 30s, he was diagnosed as pre-diabetic, doing everything that we were told you should be doing to be healthy. He was mostly vegetarian, very low fat, and he trained like crazy, but he carb loaded because that's what those people do. And years of carb loading, and he was pre-diabetic. And he went to um, Finney and Volick, the, the two doctors that wrote, um, it's the title of their book, 
the art and science of low carbohydrate performance for athletes. He went to them to figure out, you know, if their model really worked with this high fat and they worked with them and they, they document all this and it just an incredible transformation. And then the kind of the finale is him and his wife row a boat from California to Hawaii. And the story is just incredible. And they do it completely ketogenic on, you know, completely fat adapted. So, but uh, great, 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 great company, great program. So absolutely. If your fleet's doing it, you can get involved through them. I would highly recommend it. Yes, that's and they and after my initial consultation, I, I talked to them about you and, and a high fat diet and what I was trying to do. And, and the only thing he said was, "Watch, because I know yours is nobody can make me swallow those pills." So in his was thinking was, "Well, if you're still taking the pills, just be very careful and only do it when you're working with us. That way we can monitor how fast you come down." You know what so, I mean? That way the pill and so here's the, the inter- diet, here's the interesting thing. If we go back to our first year of recommending keto and working with diabetics, I said the exact same thing. You've got to go back to your doctor. You've got to work with them and monitor them. So, you know what? That's bullshit. We stopped saying that seven years ago. I've never seen anybody. Everybody figures it out on their own. I don't even say it anymore. I, I we just never saw it as a problem. I, I never had anybody ever call me and say, oh, my God, I ended up in the emergency room with low blood sugar. You know what causes most people to end up in the emergency room with low blood sugar? The, the single biggest cause why people end up in the emergency room with low blood sugar are diabetic medications. That's what we're getting them to stop. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah it, it, too much or whatever. It, yep. it is a side effect of every single medication. And then when you listen to them and they say, if you're taking this with sulfonuria, the risk of low blood sugar doubles. It is the, the medication yep. that causes low blood sugar. When they offered it, I thought I would jump at it and I'd start to hit the process. Good. And then when they Good. mentioned high fat and the same things you did, I thought, well, all, you know, that, it's right up Kevin's alley. Yep, absolutely. The only other time I've had it with him. It was United Healthcare. She was completely, yeah, that like a normal doctor, completely opposite, and right, and just wanted to argue with me. Exactly. And, uh, but she did say at the end of our call, the lady from United Healthcare did say, "If I was going to eat butter, that's the butter I would eat." Exactly what she said to me at the end of when I told her we're uh, just going to have to agree to disagree. She said, "Well, just say no." Yeah. Well, here's the sad part. She wants to and she won't. Then she won't, right? Her man just won't let her. That's me. And nobody's making me swallow the pills, but I'm definitely afraid that if right. something happens and I need to go for a card and I don't, and I'm not taking them pills and that comes up nine plus, it's all over, Johnny. You know, we're not going anywhere. Here's the thing I can promise you. This always works. Always. Yep. Okay. Never seen it fail. The The only time it fails is when people aren't compliant. That That's the only thing that will derail this process is if you're not compliant. Let's go to Oklahoma. Howdy. Howdy. Hang on a minute. I'll catch you next time. Um, I have a, I got a couple of things there. So I have a suggestion for Brandy. Just if she sees drivers that 
thinks that she thinks they need help, just offer the help directly to them. Because that's what I do. If they're yeah. interested, it's like I, I think get, that's lead, a great idea. The water and let them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've thought. So don't try deal with the fleet because as soon as you put the middleman, it's, it's going to get complicated. Just one on one is a whole lot easier, and you tell the people, listen to Kevin if you're interested. And look, and people. People like Brandy that listen, they know this stuff. They they could they could mentor these people directly, absolutely, and I'm all for it. You don't need a bunch of letters after your name yep. to help people with this. Yeah, well, I, I guess I got, well, not that I got fat and lazy, but I put on a couple of extra pounds. So I, I, last Wednesday morning I got up and I weighed myself. I was 192 and a half, and I left home. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, got home yesterday, got up this morning, and the only junk food I ate all week was a bag of salt and vinegar potato chips because I like it with cheese occasionally. <laughs> well, when I hopped on this cat, and all, I, I, all my food I took with me except for that bag of potato chips, bacon, steak, lamb chops, peas and carrots, a jar of pickles, but I never even opened them. So basically I was um, meat and eggs, basically. And when I jumped on, and I felt good all week, and I, I had some really big days, 656 miles one day, three deliveries as well as reload. So that was 20 vehicles I handled. And then uh, this morning when I got up and jumped on the scales, I was 185. Nice. So I lost seven pounds. Nice. In five days. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm still waking up early. This morning I woke up at... Because when I talked to you last week, and I, I said I'd I'd have a big day, which I did, and the, I said I'd wake up before the alarm clock. I had the alarm clock set for five thirty, woke up at five twenty-three. Okay, I've had enough sleep. So, and this morning I woke up at four o'clock in the morning, but gives you plenty of time to do stuff. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm back in that mode where I'm so active outside, and it has the opposite effect. You would think you know, 15 to 20,000 step days out in the garden all day long and I would sleep longer and yet I always sleep shorter. I end up needing yeah. less sleep when I'm this active. It's really bizarre. So I guess that's what's happening to me. I don't know. Um, so they re they finally released this Dodge Hornet that everybody's talking about. So, but they've been sitting at the port for about three months. So then... They gave me, I got three loads where I made out like a bandit because they had it rated wrong. And to go to Oklahoma City, it was paying $64 more per unit for <laughs> than it was for the other Jeep Renegade, which oh, is basically the same size vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, well, I'd, I'd hauled 18 of them before they let me know that, hey, we got it wrong, it's rated wrong, but. We're going to honour all the vehicles that have been allocated already. So the load I took to South Texas the other day, which went 394 miles, paid $2,938. Hey, have you, have you heard... a mile. Have, have you heard, I talked about it one day and then I kind of forgot about it. I've got to go back and figure it all out. There was that railroad deal the Canadian rail line and it's they're going to be moving parts right through the middle of the United States from Mexico to Canada and into the United States. Yeah. And is that going to have a big impact on you? 
No, because a lot a lot of that stuff already, like the finished product, the vehicles, they already go on the train and they come into the U.S. anyway, and then and they'll get unloaded at various rail heads around the country, and then they go on the truck. Okay. So a lot of our stuff, a lot of our stuff now, has become like regional or short haul. You know, got it. Wait, that, might, that's not a bad thing. Right. I like that. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty good as long as you're not scared of working. So, right. but I, I don't like I could lease I could lease onto a carrier here in Oklahoma City and not leave Oklahoma, but I don't want to do two and three loads every day. <laughs> no, you're so, right. It's a lot of work. I, I'd rather I, do. I like that kind of stuff. So I, yeah. I think that's uh, and if you're good at that, you can make a lot of money. Yeah, well, uh, when we did some shuttles in Canton, Mississippi, the Nissan plant, load them and haul them down to the railhead. So I was doing. Big, big pickup trucks, Nissan Titans and Amadas when they made them there. So I used to do six loads of, you only went 30 miles. So I would do six round trips of five vehicles each. And I was consistently two hours round trip and it was summertime. But when you got to the, you had to, when you got to the rail terminal, you had to have safety glasses. You had to have high vis shirt with sleeves, at least down to the elbow. You had to have steel toe boots with ankle coverage, and you had to have long trousers. And it was the middle of August. And by the time you load and unload 30 vehicles, I was doing 240 miles a day, round and round, up, down, up, down, up, down. But it was a good workout, but made really good money doing it. But it was hard work. You slept good at the end of the day. So, yeah. But I, I don't really want to do that. I don't mind loading a load in the morning and delivering it in the afternoon and even maybe loading another one. But normally I'm a, I'll either load one day, deliver the next, and then maybe reload that next day. So yeah. there you go. So I made out like a bandit last week, which is good. So good, good. Right. So I'll carry on. I've still got three more deliveries to make today. Everybody's getting a hornet. There you go. So, get get to work. All right. Hey, I don't know what happened. Uh, we had a ton of calls, and I just looked up at the board, and they're gone. We're right at the top of the hour. So uh, I have lots of other stuff I could go do today. I can go work on my AI project. I could go work in the garden. I've got some stuff being delivered today. But uh, if you've got calls and questions, I'll stay here and take them. So I'll wait here just a couple minutes. 855-950-3835 if you want to jump in. Let's see what else was on my list today. Like I said, I had a bunch of stuff, but it's all kind of bigger topics that I really don't want to jump into and then um, go to calls. So I'll wait and see if we get a couple calls here or not. I'm looking to see if I had any any simple things. Yeah, everything's kind of kind of big picture topics. Oh, the uh, calls are starting to come in. So um, we'll just get to those. Joe in Colorado, welcome. Hey, boss. Um, yeah, I was just talking a little bit about what I think it was Brandy when she was saying, um, I, uh, I'm i one of your converts, I guess I call it. I started driving in May of uh, 2020 and started listening to you. And uh, when I first started, I was 420 pounds, and now I'm down to 280. Wow. Congratulations. That's incredible. Yeah. And I... Uh, I've been, I, I listen to you all the way around and, uh, I take 30% of everything I make and put it away for uh, a rainy day. Awesome. For taxes and everything else. And 
like in January, uh, I had 50,000 in the bank and, uh, my truck I bought originally in May of 2020 had a little over a million miles and took a crap and, uh, I was able to buy another one and, uh, for 42 grand, uh, back up to like 16 grand on my, uh, truck repair fund. So excellent. Excellent. Uh, keep trucking along. Uh, but what I was calling about is like, you know, when I sit down at the liars counter with all the other guys and uh, guys, I talk about, well, you know, what I've done and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, you've only been doing it for so long. How do you do it? And I say, I listen to Kevin Rutherford. And I tell him, here, take, download this app and listen to him. Don't take it from me. Listen to everybody else that calls in. Because what, get, what convinced me was, like, all these people were calling in. Everybody's losing weight, yeah. doing this, that. And I says, they can't all be lying. They can't all be lying. <laughs> right. So, yeah, and I can't be paying them all or I'd go broke. Right, exactly. So uh, I, you know, that was back when you were still still on that other thing. But um, yeah, but I listened to you, and I I I, I uh, took my truck and I made sure I got a refrigerator and I got an air fryer slash microwave slash convection oven, and I took all my meals. And, uh, so your 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 next I'm, step I'm still, is is uh, pressure canning. I'm too lazy to do that. No, honest. you're not. <laughs> No, you're not. Nobody that <laughs> lost as much weight as you have lost could describe themselves as lazy. Seriously. Yeah, well, it didn't take any effort. All I had to do was eat the right, just eat. I, I, that is true. Uh, you know, I, that is true. I will say it's, it's way easier than most like, people think. I, but that is still, still an incredible accomplishment. I mean, it's like if I crave some ice cream, man, I'd eat a rack of ribs. And if I was still hungry, I'd eat another rack. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. I have, uh, but my latest snack, I don't know why. I, I started doing this um, thing where I just cook a whole bunch of protein on, a, on sheet pans in the oven because it's so easy. So I'll throw bacon on a sheet pan. I'll throw sausage links. And then I started taking um, hot sausage and a, mild sausage, mixing them one-to-one and just making patties out of them, almost like hamburger patties. And then just, I throw those in the oven on sheet trays and then stick them in the refrigerator. Most of the time I just eat them cold. I walk by, that's like a snack for me now. Well, what I've been doing is I've been making these uh, pickled cheeseburger wraps. And what I do is I take a pickle and I open it up and I put cheese and ground beef. Oh, there you go. And and then I wrap it with bacon and put it in the air fryer and I use that as a snack. And then I'll put nice. barbecue sauce on top and I use it as a snack. Nice. That sounds really good. It's like a that's almost Another like was, it, it's almost like you've thrown away the bread and turned the sandwich inside out. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty cool. So just look for ingenious ways to, you know, make things taste better. I mean, like I did a pizza out of uh, chicken breast. I used the crust was out of chicken breast. At the, yeah, they call that a pizza. The, uh, the carnivore yeah. chicken crust is pretty incredible. And I'll tell you, I've made that out of the carnivore code cookbook. And I put that in the refrigerator and I'll walk by and I'll just eat that, that, what they call it a crust. I just eat that raw and cold or not raw. I guess it's cooked, but it's cold. It's good. That's a good snack. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for snacks, sometimes I'll just take a bunch of cheese, put it on some uh, paper and put it in the microwave for, you know, let it melt and then get crispy. And then I just break it up and then I got little cheese crackers. There you go. 
Good stuff. So it's not hard. To, like I said, it's, it, it, the diet's not hard. It's not a diet. It's just yeah. eating. It, it, and it, just it, eat, making sure you eat the right stuff. It's, it is. I know. It, it, it's so simple. That, and, and That's why. Oh, Got to cut you loose. Calls are starting to pile up on me. The most frustrating thing is is trying to convince people how well it works and how easy it is. Let's go to Detroit. Keith, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Uh, you were talking last Tuesday on the Power Hour with a guy. For some reason, I'm getting a bad reverb here. but uh, I can fix that. Sorry. Go he's, ahead. He's trying to go. He was trying to spend more time at home. It was his last, I think it was your last call on Tuesday. Uh, he's got young kids. He's got his own authority. Yeah, I recall. Another it. option for him was look for distribution centers. And I don't know where he lives, obviously, but uh, distribution centers, they use people with their own their own authority, and it's drug freight. It's home every night. Are, um, just, just kind of thinking. Are you, I, are you talking about a specific distribution center or just in general? Well, I work, I work at a Menards distribution center up here in Michigan. So I just call okay. out, out of Saginaw, Michigan every day, a couple loads a day. Yeah, the and, reason I know, ask other that. Distribution it, centers. Not all distribution centers, not all companies that use distribution centers would use independent contractors, but some do. You're right. Absolutely. 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 Yes. It was just, you know, another thought, actually, just to give the guy something to think about, you know, to look into. Absolutely. Another option. I was talking about Menards for sure, because I do that, but um, I didn't know. I haven't looked into other distribution centers, see if other ones do. I know Walmart has their own. But I think they use somebody for overflow too. So yeah, yeah, it's I a, really it's, checked it, all into it, it. It's a mixed bag. Some use them, some don't. Some use some. It, it's all over the board. But you're right; it's another option to be looking at. Yeah. Uh, actually, that was all I called for. But you were just talking to a guy about a cookbook, a keto cookbook, or something like that. And what was that called? Where you made your pizza crust out of chicken? Oh, shredded no, chicken. That, that was sounds a, really amazing. Yeah, it's the Carnivore, Carnivore Code, which was the book by Dr. Paul Saladino, the Carnivore Code. Then he wrote the Carnivore Code cookbook. Okay. I got to pick that up then. I think that's right. Sometimes I get my oh, authors yeah. and doctors and books mixed up, but I, I think I've got that one right. All right, we'll, uh, we'll keep moving here. We're going to head off to North Carolina. Danny, welcome to the program. Let me hit the right button. Danny, hello. go ahead. Hello. Yeah, just a couple quick things here. I hadn't really called in in a while. Um, this Cascadia, the 2011, it'll sit in idle at 600 RPMs or so, no problem. If you know air conditioner, if you kick it up to eight or 900 RPMs, after about 30 minutes, 20 minutes, check engine shutdown light come on and it'll shut it off. I don't get any codes because I can read the codes. And I can't figure it out. And I mean, I haven't taken it to plug it in anywhere. You ever, you ever hear something like that? That doesn't make any, the fluids are fine. I've checked everything. It's not overheating. Everything, the levels are full. No, I, uh, I haven't. This would be a much, much better call for tomorrow with Leroy. Yeah. Cause I've, I've posted up on a different, uh, cause some of the codes I get is for, certain sensors where it says voltage below normal and he said that was just a lot of checking wiring and crap like that which i know on these trucks it's not as easy as an older truck unless they got a way they know how to 
if they, I don't know if there's plugs to where they can unplug it and check the resistance from one end to the other, but, um, all right. Two quick things here are actually three still doing my nursery, still doing over three bucks a mile from the time I leave home to the time I get back home. Excellent. Weekends off. So I'm not complaining and flat bedding. I'm still seeing some decent loads. They're not four and five dollars, but I see stuff that's still up close to three dollars a mile. So I don't. I know dry van and reefers suck, but I got a friend that uh, pilot car driver. Met him uh, several years ago on an oversized load I was doing, and he was a heavy guy, like four fifty. Walked with a cane. He got to asking me, uh, you know, how I kept in shape and he's been to the house and he's seen how we uh you know been doing i told him uh you know the the different groups uh a joint destination health tribe one of them there a couple years ago and i told him about dr barry and dr wilson and all the others i said you know the best thing is to follow what you know listen to them and he called me and this took a little bit of time obviously but he was down to what did he say 350 or so i said how does it feel i mean that must be walking 100 pounds he said it's it felt pretty good but he's at a stall and i told him about you call in see because i don't really know what to tell him when you hit a stall i said there could be some other issues right but i i guess he has i haven't heard him call in and he hasn't told me i gotta keep busting him keep getting them to call in but i, I was kind of shocked and kind of you know it was kind of nice you know i didn't really i just told him i said go go read these books or listen to these doctors and yeah he got down 100 pounds Excellent. he wants to go another 100 get about 250 yeah if he's at a stall still, tell him be a good because he's a, you know tell, tell him to call us we know everything that causes a stall and we can get him started again yeah last thing uh I've been making my own macadamia nut butter. Okay. What I what I do is just grind it up into a, a butter, obviously, and I add uh, pink Himalayan sea salt and a little bit of brain octane. Okay. And then I get it all blended into like a peanut butter consistency or nut butter. Yeah. And then I'll take some Lily's dark chocolate, the little chocolate chips, mm-hmm. and I'll put a little bit in there, not a lot, just to break them up get a nice chocolatey taste to it. And uh, I take four four ounce packages, two at a time, because I got a small uh, processor. And I take that here in the truck and, you know, bulletproof coffee for breakfast. Oh, yeah. I get a little hungry in the middle of the day and I don't have time to fix anything there. A couple spoonfuls of that. Oh, that stuff is so good. Oh, it you sounds like it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And making your own like that's awesome. So, yeah. I mean, it's still a little pricey. I didn't oh, like, oh, it is. Uh, I actually ordered from your store the uh, those those fat bomb packets. The little man, you got to knead that stuff, and you still end up with making uh, a mess with it because the oil still drips out and it's all over the place. And I like got to be an easier way. Yeah, if you're doing your own, so, that's that's excellent. I, I've always said I I, I keep uh, nut butter and a beef stick, and for me, that's like a meal. A nut butter and a beef stick, I'm good for four hours, easy. Oh, yeah. But get away for another week. Hopefully, uh, I don't, it's slowing down, so I'm going to have to get 
back under my flatbed here a couple of weeks. But I got an up. I did good the past two months here with this nursery. Good. Been averaging good. some good money, and that's the name of the game. So there you go. All Have right, keep us informed. Let's uh, let's head off to Arkansas. Scott, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Uh, just got a couple of things. I was wondering what your thoughts are on how long these low rates can last, and what would what would trigger it improving. And another thing was, did you? Uh, did you ever walk, do that walk on the coast thing? Seems like you said you did that walk on the coast thing in Hawaii. I did it twice. So my first experience walking on, on hot coals, both times were at Anthony Robbins events. In Florida, I did a, oh, I'm going to say it was probably a 10-foot fire walk. And when you're thinking about walking across hot coals, 10 feet looks like a long way. Uh, in Hawaii, if I remember right, it was 40 feet. 40 feet on hot coals is a long way to walk. Yeah, it's a pretty incredible experience. I don't understand it. I don't get it at all. And honestly, I don't want anybody to try to explain it. I know I did it. It's pretty incredible. I'm not sure I want to know. Okay, so so wait a minute. You, you can expand on it and, and kind of get the concept expressed of how, to, how, to, how you, you succeeded in walking across that without burning your feet? No, I, I can't explain it. I, I can't believe that. So, you know, he's got his process. He starts working on you that morning, the, and you don't do the firewalk till late in the evening. And when I'm talking late, in Hawaii, I think we were still out there at 2 o'clock in the morning. In, in Florida, I think we were probably 10 or 11 o'clock at night when we were doing it. Um, so all day long, he kind of talks you through it. The saying that he uses to this day is cool moss. So you just keep repeating yourself, I'm walking on cool moss. And he talks you through this stuff all day long. And then you get there and you stand in front of it and you look at it and you say, cool moss, cool moss. But but I don't get it. How, how does that stop me from getting burnt? And some people did get burnt, right? Oh, some people do get burnt. It's not many at his events. There have been other people who have tried to copy him and have sent lots of people to emergency rooms. And that's another thing. I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know that I did anything special. I just followed the directions. And it doesn't seem like that could be enough to change whether or not I get burnt. It, so it doesn't make sense to me. I can't explain it. Maybe it's something about having to go now to actually take that step. I, 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 but I don't know if you heard the story. A couple weeks later, I'm at home and I'm grilling and I was grilling in my bare feet because oh, yeah. I'm almost always in bare feet. And I stepped on a tiny little piece of a coal that had popped out and I'm hopping around the backyard screaming like a little girl because it hurt so bad. I do remember that story. Now. I, so how, how does that make any sense? That's crazy. These coals. So here's here's the process. There, in Hawaii, there's like a thousand people that were doing this. So in the morning, they had multiple lanes. I'm thinking there was probably ten lanes. Next to each lane is forty feet of wood, probably piled four feet high. It just like thrown into a pile, all the length of the, the path, like 40 feet in a big pile. 
and then they light it on fire in the morning and you watch this stuff burn down all day long. And they do it next to the lane because they keep refreshing those coals. There's somebody there in the lane shoveling new hot coals onto where you're going to walk. And you've been watching these these giant bonfires burn all day. It's, kind of, it's a pretty incredible experience. Well, look, since, since, since you've explained the, all, all the actual physical setup, what, what inspired you to do it? I, I, I think there might be some of thoughts to what I, I think about sometimes, but what drove you? Um, you know, at that point, I trusted Anthony Robbins. I had followed him for years. I had learned so much from him that made me successful and made my life better. And when I, I you know, I guess that's kind of... Uh, I don't know, maybe just a cult thinking or something, but I trusted him. And when he said, this is something good you should do and you can do this and you'll feel like you, it's a major accomplishment and it, it really does. And I still talk about it today. It's 20 some years ago. Uh, I, I get, I trusted him and I'm glad I did. You've had so many successes and, and, and challenges through your business life and everything. Would you say that you've used like, like this type of thinking throughout, like mind over matters? Type. I, of all the books I've read or the techniques I've learned, and I've read a lot of books, I would still have to say that I think most of my success, I would probably credit to Anthony Robbins' teachings. And I did a lot with him. Like I said, that, that one program I was in was a two-year program and uh, altogether 30 some days of seminars. And it was expensive. I, that was a $25,000 program that didn't cover hotels, meals, or travel. That the 25,000 wow. was that per person, just the seminars alone. Wow. And then I, I also did right. another, uh, Lisa and I did another four days business program. Most of the stuff I had, done with Anthony Robbins early on was all personal development. Then he developed a business program and Lisa and I did that one. That one was $10,000 a piece for four days. Wow. And I can wow. tell you it was worth it. Commitments. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can see. I've, I've read a lot of the books that you've talked about over the years and stuff like Think and Grow Rich and on and on. Uh, wow, you know, the, interesting, really interesting. the the other thing that uh, I've been amazed at over the years, you know, I, I would say that if you ask the average person who Anthony Robbins is, he's the guy with the big teeth you see on at three o'clock in the morning. That's what most people know. Of him, <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's but. I am, I have been shocked my entire business career. I, I'll meet people and I'll think, man, these people are really impressive. They've accomplished amazing things. And I get to know them and sooner or later, Anthony Robbins comes up and you find out they're also a big follower. Well, you know, I haven't, I haven't really dove into Anthony. Maybe it was that great big grin that just was intimidating. <laughs> he he <laughs> is a, out. he is a giant Everything about that guy is big. His head's big. His teeth are big. His hands, his feet. He is, uh, it, it, and actually it is a, um, it's some sort of weird thyroid condition that he has. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, he's, the combination of those two he's abnormally large. <laughs> I kind of put those two questions that I presented to you together because I think that both kind of connect. I've, I've been doing well with these low rates. I'm with Landstar and 
I've adapted. I, I went from automotive parts last year to be able to get more home time. I've got a sort of a triangle thing with regular agents that I do. But uh, it's there's been some real hiccups, and I'm like, how long can this last? How long do you see this all lasting and this challenge to the the economy? So I don't like to make predictions because I hate to be wrong, but I'm going to make some predictions about these, and I think I'm going to be pretty close. I, I am preparing myself um, for 24 months of really rough times. Yeah. I, I'm I'm I, so my. My philosophy in life, just about this covers just about everything. Prepare for the worst first, then hope and, and, you know, try to make everything the best, but always be prepared for the worst. So that's the way I approach this. And I'm approaching this one is that it could be 24 months and it will be the worst economy I've seen. That's kind of where I'm at, too. All right, sir. Thank you so much for your insights. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Al. Oop, I almost dropped that call instead of picking it up. Alberta. Ben, welcome to the program. Good morning, Kevin. How's it going? Going good. I guess we're looking at an oil sample here. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we can go first with that oil sample. Oh, wait a minute. By the way, happy wait, belated birthday. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I just caught this. Is this a Chevy Duramax? Yeah. Okay. Can can the max mileage cause oxidation? No. Should I be worried? No, max, max mileage will not cause oxidation, but you also don't really need to be worried about your oxidation. Okay. Well, that's kind of what I called about. Yeah, it, it's probably the only thing. It, it, it's not... It's not that high that I'm going to worry about it. And honestly, there's usually not much you can do about it, except, and you may want to try this, try a different brand of oil, anything. What are you using right now? Uh, it's the co-op brand 1540. Um, throw some Rotella in it. Okay. And the soot, I see the soot's coming down. Well, because of the max mileage, I suppose. Uh, the soot is so, yeah, it, it is, and it's so low, I wouldn't worry about it, that's for sure. Silicon is at 5. The first one was at 10. Well, there was a new air filter in it uh, and the first oil sample, so the, I suppose air filters filter better when, when, they, when they get older? They do. When you first put a, a new paper air filter in, that's when it is the least effective. It will allow more dirt through right then than any other time. Once it starts to build up some dirt, then it gets better and better at trapping dirt. But at some point, it starts to reflect, re restrict airflow. And then that's when we change it. Yeah. Yeah, you can really see that on that temper. That's what I noticed. Yep. Yeah. So the main reason I called was uh, panic attacks. Can you describe the symptoms of a panic attack versus anxiety attack? I think they're probably or the same. I, I, okay. I, I think you're probably hearing the same things, people just using different words. So the, the in general, what people experience is a shortness of breath or not being able to uh, catch their breath, a racing heart, um, and then 
the anxiety, which people describe differently, it kind of settles in your chest a lot of times for people who are racing thoughts of like doom where something is going to happen that's really bad. That That's kind of in general what people describe when they describe either an anxiety or a panic attack. Okay. So I've never really experienced this until I believe that's what it was uh, three weeks ago. Um, I've, I was in bed for an hour falling asleep and then all of a sudden waking up with kind of like weird dreams. Now, and, uh, now this is more common and I think it's slightly different. When you wake up in a panic, that's different than what most people experience throughout the day when they're awake. Sometimes what what you are probably experiencing if you are waking up and feeling like you're in a panic attack or an anxiety attack, you probably have sleep apnea. Is that right? Well, it's happened once. That's it. Yeah. And And I've I've been eating keto carnivores for about a year and a half. I'll tell you when, when it can happen to me is if I'm really, really tired and I fall asleep laying on my back and that's not a good position for me to sleep in. I sleep much better on my side and my stomach. And if I'm really tired and I fall asleep on my back, I will stop breathing and wake up in that panic mode. That's right, eh? Yep. Why? Why now, though? Like I am. I don't know. Well, maybe I do know. There are supplements that eating this way. I've never had this until I started eating this way. I had one on the air. I don't know if you remember that. My heart was racing on the air. Got up to like 120 beats a minute standing here, and my resting heart rate is in the 40s. So my heart rate tripled. Um, and I didn't know why I actually took a week off the first time it happened. And it turns out what was happening was I was getting too many B vitamins. I was biohacking a bunch of supplements and I didn't realize how much B12 I was taking and too much B12 can deplete lithium and lithium can really mess with your mental health. Right. Yeah, see, and, and the reason I know it was a panic attack is I I couldn't figure out what was going on. I thought see, most, you actually thought you were dying. I, and it, like, it's a weird feeling. Most people that, that suffer from panic attacks, it happens because of their racing mind. They're worriers. They, they think too much. I knew that wasn't the case for me. That's why it was so odd. I'm very good at controlling my thoughts, either through meditation or honestly, I just don't get bothered by most things. I'm not a worrier. I'm the exact opposite. I don't worry about anything. Um, So I knew something different was happening with me than what most people experience. And then that's how we did the research and found out it was the the lithium and the B12. Okay. And then my wife actually told me it's a panic attack once she figured out and then I actually started puking, and then she said, just tell yourself, come on, come on, anxiety. You you can't die from a panic attack. That's how I came over it, because I told myself, oh, no, that's, that's, you can um, never die from a panic attack. And that's how I came over it. That's good advice. It lasted about an hour. And, yeah, it's, 
it's uh, pretty scary. I was just going to get your thoughts on it, but now I kind of know how to deal with it once it, once it, it came on once. So anybody listening could, that know you can never, you will never die from a panic attack. That, that's a good, uh, good uh, thing to know once, if, you, if you do get it. Yes, that is a good way to look at it. Yeah. It, it's, it feels very scary, but it's not dangerous. Right, it's nothing. So on another, uh, another note, uh, people that want to get prepared, I think the best way is, uh, is investing in resources to supply your family with food like, say, property and stuff like that and yeah. be self-sufficient. I think that's one of the best ways uh, you, you can prepare yourself for this that's coming. Uh, I agree. Um, I talk about it quite a bit. I try not to be too drastic about it, but um, it's part of the reason I live where I live, and it's part of the reason I've bought some of the other properties I've bought. Yeah, because, like, if the dollar drops, and, say, American-Canadian dollar doesn't really matter, and it's not worth nothing, you're probably better off owning property and owning resources. Uh, if, yes. if, you, if you can invest in that. Yep. And that's really what, and I'm, I'm dabbling again um, on our trip. We took over to the coast. We spent most of our time over there actually looking at property. So uh, I'm watching the market. I think the bargains will be here in about six months or so. So we're just starting to get familiar with properties and maybe even make some crazy low offers on some things and see what happens. Yeah. Well, Kevin, I thought that's all I had. I appreciate your thoughts. And uh, all right, thanks. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for the call. We'll talk to you again soon. Let's go to Missouri. Billy, welcome to the program. Hello, hey Kevin. Uh, got a question for you. I've been a diabetic for probably about twenty years, and I'll just be honest with you. I've never taken really good care of myself. I've took my medication, but I've eaten pretty much what I wanted. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Got it. And uh, my question my question to you is this: I've, I've been listening to you for a long time, and and I pretty much know what I'm supposed to eat and and, and what I'm not supposed to eat. But uh, even me being a diabetic for that long, is this still possible for me to get off of diabetes medications? Absolutely, I can guarantee it. Huh. Okay. Let me let me ask you this: and what what is the what, what's the highest A one C you've recorded? Uh, if I remember remember correctly, I think the highest was uh, over twelve. Okay, so that's high. There's no doubt. I have worked with somebody that was almost at sixteen. We cured him completely. Wow! 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 My last one was seven. Excellent. But, so, so that's uh, a, a huge a, improvement over 12. Yes, sir. Um, I was going to tell you, the medicine, the medication that they have me on is two metformins a day, 1,000 milligrams each. And uh, they and I was taking one pill called a, a Parsega. Yep. And then they put me on a once-a-week shot. Uh, they tried the True List. It worked fine, but it was... Very expensive, so they tried a couple other things. Long story short, one of them made me so sick, I couldn't take it. 
and now I'm on the uh, Manjaro, I think they call it. And it's like a thousand dollars a month that yep. my insurance wants to pay like three hundred. So I'm just sick of this. I'm ready to eat whatever. I mean, I've never put liver in my mouth in my life, and I'm fifty five years old. I've heard you talk about how good it is for you. I'm willing to eat liver. We, I'm, I'm tired it, of it. Here's the good news: yeah. you don't have to. I know we can cure diabetes without liver. The liver is more the, for the nutrient density. Look. I, I could have you eat nowhere except fast food and I could tell you how to fix your diabetes. If you ate 100% of your meals at fast food, I could still fix this. That doesn't mean you'd be as healthy as I'd want you to be, but we could fix the diabetes. You could eat nothing but fast food and we could get you off every medication you're on. All right. Okay. Now, well, that, and another question: if if we do eat better quality and more nutrient dense, then you're going to be even healthier. And that, that's what I want. And one specific, specific question that I wanted to ask you: like last night when I went to bed, my my blood sugar was 124, and uh, I know this wasn't the perfect thing to eat, but I, I had one small peanut butter cracker for for, for before I laid down, went to bed. This morning it was 116. I'd, I I I ate an omelet and a, and a, and about three quarters of a piece of bread at toast. And two hours later, my blood sugar was one eighty seven. Yep, you're you're still. You think it was the bread or was this uh, the cheese? It's absolutely not the cheese or the eggs. They will bump your blood sugar exactly zero. It is all the bread. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And see, another thing I wanted to tell you is I've been taking that shot every weekend on Sunday before I go to work. Uh, this Sunday I was out and we hadn't had it renewed because, simply because of the price. And I right. told my wife, I said, I'm going to try to just do the, the, uh, uh, metformin. And they had taken me off the Farsiga also. I said, I'm going to try to, uh, eat what I, what I'm supposed to and do without this shot. So I did not get that shot on Sunday, Good. but I was very disappointed when it went up to 187. It, it, so you are very insulin resistant still. That will start to change quick. And when I say insulin resistant, what I mean by that is I could, not that I ever would, I haven't done it in over eight years, but I could eat that half a piece of bread and my blood sugar would barely move because I have really, really good blood sugar control. My body will release insulin. My cells are sensitive to insulin. So that would not raise my blood sugar hardly at all. I've done it, I've tested it. But you're still very sensitive to sugar. Your body just can't deal with it anymore. But that's what we're gonna fix. And it fixes itself pretty quickly. But you got to stay away from the bread. You got to stay away from the carbs, the sugars, the processed foods. You got to eat animal products. And I'll also tell you this. I I don't push a lot of supplements, but this is a case. We've got a supplement that does everything metformin does with no side effects. Okay. It's the berberine. It's the berberine. Yeah. I mean, there's lots and lots of clinical data that shows it is absolutely as effective as metformin, sometimes more effective, no side effects. Yes, sir. Okay, great. And I'm gonna order that out of your store, I know, because I've heard you say it. Yep. Yeah, you can turn this around. And and I was telling Morgan, okay, I was telling Morgan, the lady that answered my call, 
Do I? Do you think I need a neutral cue? I mean, do I need a one on one or anything no. with you to try to no. get this straightened no. out? I'm okay. No, eat. So I just here, need here, to eat animal. Yeah, eat mostly animal products and call me once a week, and in thirty days you are going to be amazed. I'm going to do it, and I appreciate you, sir. You've helped me very much with my business, and now I'm looking forward to you helping me with my health. Excellent. Excellent. Thank, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate everything you do. You're welcome. I'll look forward to hearing back from you soon. Uh, I think that's going to do it today. I think we're going let me refresh my screen just to make sure. Um, sometimes I say the calls are gone and they're not. No, they're gone. We're going to wrap this up today. Uh, I've got a lot of big projects I'm going to go get working on. Uh, I am going to be working on a lot with AI. A lot of our bigger projects are are being kind of sidelined for a bit. Some of the big projects we're just putting on hold. It's not a good economy to be pursuing some of these right now. So I'm going to take that time that that'll free up for me and I'm going to really, really start to work on AI. I think there's a lot of potential. I think there's a lot of downside, but I, I can't stop that. So I might as well figure out the upside. Um, I've been working on it a little bit this last week, but I was kind of sort of on vacation. So now it's time for me to get back to work. So I'm going to dive into this. We will see you back here tomorrow for the Power Hour Wednesday. We've got the big dental show. Don't miss that one. We'll see you then. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.